recording. What's up, bitches? What's up, bitches? This is episode one, the pilot episode of The A-Team, brought to you by the prettiest little liars in the biz, Nick and Corbin. That's How right. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. How are you, my friend? Uh, I am. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so happy that we are diving back into Rosewood mm. to, get, to, get, to get to know these girls and, and Allison and A mm. and all the shenanigans that, that go on in that yes. little cocktail of, of teenage angst. Yes. Um, and, you know, we, we stood firm by saying that the show was not a guilty pleasure of ours and that it was sinfully delightful. I will still say that it's <laughs> sinfully delightful. Uh, I, I I don't know if I can say it's it's not a guilty pleasure anymore. I would hasten to say that it definitely is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> and you know, we kind of talked about this uh, in our text. But I don't I don't know if it's because the our age has changed. And and for the list for the listeners, uh, if you missed our episode zero, I, I recommend you going back because it kind of explains what the idea of the show is. But Nick and I are doing a retro respective review, and that we've already seen Pretty Little Liars. We saw it back. When it first came out, which was places us at what ages nineteen and twenty at least at least maybe even eighteen and seventeen yeah, yeah. um and we're old now twenty nine <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm, I'm twenty nine watching uh we knew it as ABC family, but now it's freeform that's right uh and back then, I guess maybe things like homecoming and just shit like that just seemed bigger than they actually are and I, I'm watching this show now, and I'm like, why don't you just communicate with each other? Yeah. It'd be so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Or just, like, not go. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> what What's would that worst, mean? What's the worst that could happen? Well, it's, it's, it's the concept of, like, you've never known anything outside of that. So, in their minds, they're like, if I don't go, I mean, what will that mean to my life? But now, looking back on it, it's like nothing. It will mean nothing. It's so true. Plus, so, we're... Like, we're, no, go ahead. I was well. I was gonna say we're also coming to this from like we have a bond over Pretty Little Liars too. So it's a different. If you're if you've never watched the show and you come into it, you might look at it thinking, "Oh, this show, this like this teen show that I don't like." And you might be a little bit right, but it's <laughs> just a, it's also a show though that you you know if you just watch it with one of your bros, which is bros, man. Pals, you just sit yeah. down, you know. Get a get a white claw, get a beer, and just sit down and, and really just let Rosewood just rope you in. Oh, you'll get into it eventually. I feel like I feel like that's so true. You know, it, I it, I almost I liken it to like a pug is something that's so cute, but on the surface it's just so ugly. I think yeah. the Free Little Liars is it's a good time. Yeah, you just can't take it so seriously, which I've noticed in my notes for this show. There are times where I take it too seriously where I'm like, why why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. This cop can't do this. No. <laughs> there was a, there was definitely a point where we'll get to it in a couple episodes where um somebody is attempting to lose their virginity to somebody else in a barn. And <laughs> I was so upset, like viscerally, like, this is not important. You're gonna remember this moment, you're gonna be so upset with yourself, and then also you won't care. And then I was I was like saying this out loud to the point that I have I have two roommates that both were like, You need to shut the fuck up. You're watching Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> and I, I don't mind. They See, I uh, I've been watching Pretty Little Liars while I'm at work 
because I have a job where I work at a computer a lot and so I can multitask. Yeah. And I've just had moments where I'm just like laughing. But because I have like calls being made in one ear and PLL going in the other, I kind of forget that I have a surrounding. So I'm just kind of like laughing to myself. And then I'll just like see out the corner of my eye, just like people in my like neighboring cubicles just like turning around and looking at me like, what? What is wrong with that guy over there? What's he doing? <laughs> like this job, this job isn't funny. Why is he laughing? Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, but Hannah, Hannah just said the craziest shit. Yeah. Hannah's mom, you should see her. She's nuts right now. So that's another thing. It has taken me 16 episodes to learn that um, Arya's mom is Ella. And the rest of the moms are just, insert girl's name, mom. Yes. Yeah, I just, literally. I can't. I can't, if they've said it, I just can't retain it. I don't know why. I think that uh, Emily's mom is Mrs. Fields. But, well, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what Hannah's last name is. Hannah Marin. Marin? Yeah. Miss Ma- Marin? Miss Marin. Ma- I, don't, I don't think I've heard anyone ever say that once. No, because who, the only people that talk to her are the police. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Byron in that one episode. Spoiler alert. Oh, I know Byron very well. And I yeah. also, I know that uh, Spencer's... So yeah, it's Mr. 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 and Mrs. Hastings. Yes, that's yes. nothing. Anytime that uh, Spencer's dad shows up on the show, I just write a giant note. Nolan North. Yeah, yeah, me too. For any uh, for any gaming enthusiasts out there, Nolan North not only has the most used face in gaming, mm-hmm. um, but he's just a really famous VO actor. He's primarily known uh, for the Uncharted franchise, playing Nathan Drake. Uh, so to see him in the flesh in this show is just like a keeps me going. Oh, honestly, yeah, I, I felt so like so cool because you know I'm not, Corbin would know better than anybody that I'm not really into video games as much as most people of our generation. But even I knew Nolan North when I saw him, and that's how I was like, wow, that's a video game level of fame I didn't know you could achieve. <clears throat> and then I I've also like I've really enjoyed watching how my notes evolve while watching this show, and that I didn't really know what kind of format I wanted to take. And with episode one, it's just like a half piece of paper. And I even wrote a side note saying there's so much, Mm. Uh, but it's actually, this is the least amount I've ever written. And every other episode is a full page of just notes. Yep. That's how mine is. And I, yeah, I I was looking for a form to take and the form I ended up taking was chaos and stream of consciousness. Mine's a little bit the same. So I feel like the best way to just kind of go through it is you know, just going from the top and we're going to work our way down through both of our yeah. notepads as we just talk about this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say as far as pilots go, it's not awful. You know, usually no. pilot episodes on television shows are just complete garbo. And it usually takes like the fourth episode to be like, this is what the show's about. Yes. Uh, they, this, this, they, they, they tell you what the show's about from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have written here one of the first things in my notes uh, for episode one of Pretty Little Liars is a quote from Allison and it says secrets are what keeps us friends and I said why is Allison such a C word? She is. Like, they do such a good job early on just showing you that she's just like, she's, the, she's the absolute worst human. Yes. Yeah. And I just don't understand why anyone is mourning her death. Yeah. 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 She, uh, she is I have a note here that says Allison is the kind of girl in high school that would have had no friends because exactly at least in my, our high school experience, I know we've talked about this. The kids at, at our high school that were popular, quote unquote, were the kids that thought like that didn't know they were popular. The kids that thought they were popular, nobody liked and nobody wanted to emulate, you know? Right. I do think that that is a, an advantage though, from us going to a school where like the, 
from freshman to senior, the grand population was like, what, at least 5,000 students in the entire school? 5,000? I think it was like half of that. I think it was half that? I think wow. it was like 2,500 or 3,000 at most, maybe. Still. Yeah, it's huge, though. It's huge. When you, when you get to that point, I feel like clicks don't really exist. And if there is a click, it's more so laughed at from the rest of the student body that's just like observing them. It's like, why yeah. do you think that you are anything? Because yeah. we're laughing at you right now. And I'm sitting next to the anime kids and they have tails hanging out of their butt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it's you, our group was like a good example. We were like, I was an emo kid. You were wearing like suit coats. We had friends that were wearing kimonos. We had friends that were doing all kinds of weird shit at school. Bathrobes. And- yeah. Bathrobes. We had people wearing uh, one time they wore pink booty shorts that said hustler on the butt and then almost got sent home. That happened. Was that Jared? That was Simeon. I bought them was- for him. <laughs> They were a birthday present. I don't even remember that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of my proudest moments. <laughs> but awesome. But nobody cared, you know? Like, we were, we were friends with the jocks. We were friends, if you even want to call them that. We were friends with people who played sports and everything like that. So this, this, this show bumped for me immediately because I was just like, the way that she's portrayed is everybody wanted to be friends with Allison and be Allison, especially Mona, who mm-hmm. I... One of my first notes was Mona with glasses is still incredibly hot, and I'm offended they tried to act like she wasn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Remember that it's the scene where she's following Hannah and Allison. I'm like, she's so hot still. This is like a she's all, she's what is it? She's all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an it's a she's all that moment. She or takes a, the glasses or a pretty off. or a pretty woman. Yes, it's the same thing. Like she takes her glasses off, and oh my god, look at that! That was under there the whole time. The whole you know? time. Ugh. Yeah, the, the Mona stuff, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, they, they try to make, I mean, everyone in that show is so pretty. That the fact that they try to even make some, like, lesser than in the student body hierarchy, is yeah. just, it's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, because every, the only unattractive person that I can think of in the show so far, there, well, there's two. To, well, also Lucas, but... Yeah, but Lucas, I don't want to get too far into Lucas, but Lucas, I think he makes up for it because of his wit. Yeah, yeah, he's true. So, he's so witty and intelligent. That yeah, and I'm just like, man, you just talk to me all day. I know, and that's, well, that's my thing is I, I have later on, I have a, uh, I'm, there's a relationship that I ship that the, uh, the, um, the show does not ship, but I, I start really pulling for it once we get Lucas on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also feel like I should need to preface for anyone who's listening. Uh, what really spawned this show, by the way, this podcast, not the PLL, mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that they want to reboot this. And <clears throat> while we are saying the show is a guilty pleasure, it does not deserve a reboot. It just You just need to watch the original. Yeah. But just temper your expectations of what you're watching. Yeah. Because I don't think that, I truly don't think there's an epic tale to be had in the PLL franchise or book series i think that it just kind of is what it is and it's just kind of uh just trashy fiction you just have to go in and just relish it yeah i mean and it's also ironic that it's the one of the you know i don't know if it's the showrunner i think or the one of the eps on riverdale is the one that wants to reboot it but the hilarious part is that this show walks so that riverdale could run you know what i mean there would be no riverdale without a show like this so it's like, why would you? You're think absolutely that, right. Why you? Why would you reboot it to do the same thing again? Because it also does really cool things later in the show, like with the Halloween episodes. Yep. They're completely 
like thematic and like the tone changes just for the ambiance of the episode. Yep. Like I do find myself getting excited to get to the Halloween episode because I love, I do love that that show does it and it makes it feel extra fresh and a little bit self-aware of what it is that it's able to kind of change its identity a little bit to play on the season that is uh, the episodes airing in. Yeah. I think, I, I think they, cause they do a good job, you know, creating an atmosphere in the show in the first place like there's a there's a definitely like you can tell a show that has an atmosphere and pretty little liars unto that point i could not think of one that was like it before that that has this dark mystery mystery like teen romance thing go all kind of going on at once with this sort of um almost like Zack snyder-esque like cinematography like very dark and gloomy very cool colors and everything you know like blue heavy green heavy and so it's like you have a very atmospheric show on a channel that was mostly about dudes with no belly buttons and girls getting pregnant in high school. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know why you would reboot that. What do, what do you have to gain? I'm glad you said that because that was something else that I've noticed. I didn't really make notes of it, but I love the, like, the color textures in mm-hmm. the show. Me too. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And especially because it's shot on a lot. And so it's not like they built any sets for it or anything like that. And they did a great job of doing it all on their own. Yeah. It's impressive. I agree. Um, what you got? No so, so back to episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I also wrote down one of the notes I have is why are there so many scenes that start off like a porno and three of them are in a five minute span with Emily and Maya. Yep. I was like, yep. it, when, when Emily first meets Maya, who just moves in uh, to Allison's old house, there are like, three to four instances in a short amount of time that are like the immediate start of a porno, whether it's her mm-hmm. handing her drugs or being like, I'm corrupting you. And you also realizing uh, you're not being coy. Emily is either bisexual or is a lesbian. Like, yeah. Yeah. She, she wants, she wants to jump in this Maya's pants. Yep. I have a note. I have the same note that says how many of these, lo- these writers walked straight from the, the writer's room of PLL and straight to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just, it's just so true because they're all that way Fitz and aria that's like a teacher student thing yeah maya and emily that's like this forbidden like uh lgbtq romance that you see a ton of and then you could argue the same for the rest of them like well i mean spencer, uh, spencer uh, and her sister's fiance yeah another older man and yep living in the same house yeah and hannah's uh, is the hannah's is that old school like she's trying so hard to like prove that she's cool so she's gonna seduce her boyfriend who's trying to wait for marriage yeah who just unfortunately happens to be like the town's preacher's son so he's like (laughs) the one guy who doesn't want to have sex Mm -hmm. which let me tell you sean that you'll regret the stance okay you You will yeah just just start now and have more years of fun take it from (laughs) someone who used to think that way yeah uh but i'm glad you brought up fits because i wrote down fits bro 24 versus 16 that's just a hard no man why not and then i go why not make him a new grad and her like 17 or 18 yeah like i i guess they want to like stay true to the books or whatever but if you want this like forbidden like we love each other we didn't know our age difference at the time sort of situation i feel like 17 is a good um a good age where it's still not legal, 
Mm -hmm. But you may have a leg-ish to stand on where it's like, it's just a year. She's 17. They didn't know. I feel like you have more room to argue there than 16. Because when you're dealing with high schoolers, there is a monumental difference from 15 to 16 to 17 to 18. Mm -hmm. I mean, at 16 years old, she was just in a training bra. Yeah. And there's a lot that happens in the human body from just 16 to 17. Yeah. But I mean, at 16 years old, dude, I mean, come yeah. on. You also didn't need to make him 24 because plenty of right. teachers, we have plenty of teachers that came straight out of their undergrad. We're 22 teaching in our high school. If it's 22 and 17, I think there's a level of, okay, he was in college. She's 17. You know, it's not like, it's definitely not like, okay. And as I'm sure you and I would agree later on, as the show goes on, it becomes less and less okay. And less and Very less much successful. so. Yeah. So I, I think that they did themselves a disservice by doing that. Because it's the same reason that, think about like the Game of Thrones books. The Daenerys is supposed to be 14 when she marries like a 30-year-old Khal Drogo. And had they shown that, would you have been okay with that, watching that on screen? No. I, I didn't know she was supposed to be 14. In the books, she's 14, yeah. Good Lord. And they, yeah, Nick, it's obviously very graphic in the books. I have no idea how that's still on the shelves, but because uh, <laughs> it is graphic. But yeah, like, do you, you know what I mean? Like, I, yes, they don't show the full like nudity or anything like that of Game of Thrones, but it's implied of what's going on between the two of them. And even if they weren't having sex, it doesn't matter. They're, they're 22 and 17. It's not like, it's just right. weird. It's, un, it's weird. <laughs> Or even like make him maybe not even a new grad, but like a student teacher, like an intern, like so he's yeah. he's like shadowing. So he could be like nineteen or twenty years old. He's like yeah. nearing the end of his undergrad or whatever. I just I feel like they're if you really wanted to stick firm to pun intended, but swing yeah. uh, to the girls being sixteen. I feel like maybe you could have taken some creative license uh, with making Ezra just a little bit younger because it just, I can't, they try so hard, Nick, to make you want them. And I'm going to be honest with you. When we watched the show the first time, I was not as offended as I am now. And I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's because again, I was, I was at an age of like 19 or 20. Right. And so like, while it was, I mean, I wouldn't have dated a 16 year old at that time. No, we had friends who kind of did in that same age range. We had friends that were in their early twenties dating people in high school when we were in high school, they were significantly older than us. Yes. So maybe it was normalized for us and it it shouldn't have been. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should have felt weird about it. I think, (laughs) sorry, continue. Well, I was going to say like, maybe it's because we, again, I guess we were just at that age where it just didn't seem that we were far away, far enough away from it that the idea of like, oh, he's 24, but like we knew that the actor wasn't like, they weren't really those ages. We just like accepted it. Right. But now that I'm like 29 and not a teenager anymore and I'm seeing this, I'm like, this is just no. Yes. Yeah. This, this ain't getting my, I'm not getting off on this. This is disgusting. Yeah. What is wrong, what is wrong with you? Just take no, a I, cold shower. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It, it's, 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 do you remember this? it used to be a thing and I know it was a way bigger deal for like our parents generation, but it's the get yourself an older man sort of mantra. Like mm. boys, my own age, they just don't get it. That's like what the girls would say in high school and college. And I think that's yeah. gone away now. Thank God. But it was, it was like an achievable kind of thing. Like you wanted like a goals kind of thing. Be like, 
oh, thank God I'm 18 and I'm dating somebody who's in their mid twenties. You know, they get me, they're mature enough. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's now I'm older and I'm like, I don't think that's what you want. <laughs> I think well, you're really making a mistake. And also like, I totally get where Arya is coming from in this situation alone, right? Like, it's like without extrapolating anything from future episodes, just episode one, you mm. know, she's at a bar, she's approached by this very intelligent, dapper young man. Sure. Who's giving her the time of day is speaking to her, talking about her interests, like really getting to know her mm-hmm. as far as like who she is as a person, not as like, a, like as, as high schools are where we care more about frivolous things. He's talking about her passions and her goals and talking about it as an authority figure because he has studied English and these things. And so she's just totally enamored with this man. And it's she admires him while also crushing on him. Mm. I can totally see where she's coming from as far as like, take me to that bathroom right now. Let's fucking make out because I want this. Mm. What I don't understand is, uh, I mean this as an insult to any high schooler that's listening to this. Uh, there's no way that you as a high schooler are going to talk on an intellectual level with a college graduate that should be so enticing that you have fooled them into thinking that you are also yeah. 20, 24 years old. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's, like it's it's yeah. one thing for her to be enamored with him, but I'm just like, how on earth are you enamored with her? Like, I just don't. <laughs> which... Well, the one thing though, is that it, it's, I totally agree with you in the real world. That would never happen. But the way they write her in the bar, she keeps up with him. It would just, it just wouldn't work. And she yeah. lies about her age. And so if you're fits, you're probably like, okay, well, I mean, she says she's in college. She, I mean, in my mind, it's because, you know, we're both almost 30 that she does not look like she's in college to me, but right. You know, maybe at that age, you're close enough, you know, that you're like, she looks about my age. So, but, and she keeps up with him and their little intellectual, you know, back and forth. But for me, the real question is why, if you're her, why were you in a bar? Like that whole situation is what I don't understand. The, the she's there by herself too. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. Where were they? I thought she was in Iceland. Yeah, I don't. They don't really. That scene was designed for them to meet. It was yeah. It was so engineered that I didn't understand it. I also wrote down at the funeral later in episode one. Uh, Ario goes, "I know you feel what we have is special," and I go, "A bar bathroom makeout told you that." <laughs> like, if anything, she's just showing her age at this point. Where it's yeah. like, "We made out in a bar." I know what you felt is special. This hasn't happened to everyone. I've I've never felt this before. Obviously, you've never felt this before. You've been pre, you've been post pubescent for like three years, child. Yeah. I mean, you could argue she's still pubescent. <laughs> she's sixteen. You know? Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, well, yeah, of course you've never felt this before. Like, yeah. you're so young. But again, the opposite side is Ezra is like, you're right. I have never felt this in your 24 years on this earth. And all of your experimenting in undergrad, you've, you've never felt this before, really? Yeah. And we know that he's had significant relationships. We experience them later on. But yeah, I, and I honestly, just, it's, I, it's rough. I, I almost want to keep writing an Ezra subtext along the side of these notes to, just to remind us. Because like I, for those who are experiencing this show for the first time, there's there's just there's so much that you and I know, Nick, in the big picture. And I do want to try to keep our... Yeah our sights honed in on each episode so that we don't like have other things bleed into it. But 
I just there is just so much to this story. I'm just like, this is just not okay. Yeah, it, especially later on, once you get to like episodes three, four, five, I noticed that half of my notes, it seems like, are this is like so many things about the Fitz and Ezra th- or Arya Fitz and Arya, and I just can't, I can't get past it. And I'm really worried that we're gonna get to like season three, and I'm gonna come to a point where I just am legitimately going mad. <laughs> Uh, I kind of feel like I'm there with you. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote Spencer seducing Ren. Who are these people? These girls. Yes. So Al- Allison aside, these girls are just, they're not good people. No, they're bad people. They're 100%. all such bad people. And yeah. like, I'm, like it's almost like how, uh, this might be a data reference for some who are listening, but when you watch Seinfeld, mm-hmm. part of the shtick of, of Seinfeld in that it's kind of like pre- always sunny is part of the joke is that these people just aren't good people and that's kind of the shtick of it yeah so like any douche thing they do it it's ultimately not like offensive because like they're just not good people anyways yeah but this show is trying to get you to empathize with these girls and they're all just a they're all just bitches yeah just so wrong like spencer she i don't how do, how do i want to navigate this statement <laughs> obviously Ren is in the wrong because he's Googling after Ren. I mean, uh, he's Ren is Googling after Spencer. Yeah. But Spencer knows what she's doing. She's walking around half naked. He is giving him the looks and she's being flirtatious towards him. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is equally her fault as well as yeah. Ren's that this, this, uh, this tension exists. Yeah. And I, it's not like you're saying like a, she's asking for it kind of thing, but you're more saying, yeah. like, I get what you're saying. You're saying like, she's, she's going out of her way. It's not like a, she's just wearing a bathing suit because she's going to the pool. She knew that Ren would be there. And she was like, she asked him to put, put suntan lotion on her. I, yeah. think, I think I might've skipped. That might be the next episode, but at the same time, she's, she makes a point to out of her way. It's it, it all boils down to sibling rivalry though. She and her sister, it's so weird to me. And it also reflects on their parents because their parents encourage it and are also that weird level of competitive that I've come to come to realize that there's I do have a one note that I, I actually I think I put in every single episode that we'll get to that actually kind of redeems Spencer maybe the most of the of the four. But her family is the worst of all of the main four. <sighs> I feel like I can agree only because and it it might be too stereotypical, but like while Emily's family is awful, it's because they are in like this echo chamber of like, they aren't used to the idea of homosexuality. Her, her dad is a conservative veteran. Mm -hmm. Mom is heart is a very much conservative woman. So the idea of their daughter being homosexual is like a lot to grapple with. And they are, they are trying to navigate the waters of like, do we just totally accept her and let this ride? Or do we stay true to what we believe are our convictions and try to like push back? What do we do? So that's kind of just like a journey of self-discovery for them. Mm. So, but yeah, Spencer's parents, they're just, they know what they're doing and they're just awful people. Her sister too. Yeah, her Melissa is the worst. Yeah, she's awful. And I remember thinking she might be redeemable later on, and I, I'm not going to get too far into that yet, but 
I, you know, you know, when you've, when you go back and watch a show and you know that maybe a bad, like a Jamie Lannister becomes a good character later on. And so right. you can, when you come back through it, you're like, ah, but I know I'm like, I kind of remember thinking she is, but I'm still like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you do. You're the worst. But I don't, yeah. I don't know how, when we were younger, we, I remember thinking like, oh man, what a family dynamic, but I wasn't like, oh, they're the worst. And now I'm like, how did I not like hate all of them? Yeah, and you know, I have to also say I'm very happy that we are revisiting this show so much later because mm. there's some things I generally don't remember, Me and too. and like those who listened to episode zero, I never finished the show, so <laughs> we're gonna finish the show together, mm-hmm. which I'm also excited about. Oh man, uh, the last thing I wrote down for episode one was Hannah and her mom. The police showing up for a theft under five hundred dollars. I don't think that's a thing. That doesn't happen, right? No, it's like a it's probably like a phone call to her mom. And they're like, just so you know, like this is what happened. They're maybe pressing charges. And for sure, it wouldn't be like a level of crime that your mom would need to sleep with a police officer to get right. you out of it. Right. Definitely not. <laughs> like what? No. That that actually might be episode two. But um maybe not. I think it's the end of the first one that she goes up the stairs with the officer. I think you're right. I think I got, I think I didn't write it in my notes because we had talked about it over the phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's that, that scene where they're going up the stairs and she just like looks over her shoulder, scowling at Hannah. While from Hannah's perspective, she literally is scared because she hears the strange noise. and She thinks that the house is getting broken into, but ultimately it's just her mom having to hoe her body out to make amends for her daughter, her daughter's thievery. Which is so weird to me. It's yeah, <laughs> because this show this show makes you. It's, and this is a bigger problem that I have with what the show does, is it normalizes a lot of things that I think are super weird, and because it makes you want to, you're supposed to like the parents and you're supposed to relate to the main characters, but everything they do almost exclusively you should never do in your real life. Ever. You know what I mean? Like, it makes it seem like, wow, what a noble sacrifice to have sex with this police officer to get your daughter off of a shoplifting charge. No, that's terrible. Don't do that. Yeah, don't ever do that. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't do so many of the things that happen in this show ever. If you're, if you're, a, if you're somebody right now and you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm graduating from college and I just met this great girl or guy and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they're, they're, they seem really cool. Then you find out they're in high school, you're, it's over. That's, it's not like a, oh, but we have a connection. No, you don't. You don't. No, not nope. at all. Not at all. Like anything, you name it in this show. And that's that's one thing that I was going to say. It's like leads a little bit into a note that nobody says in the show. And that's what it's sort of the opposite, which is why doesn't anybody suspect Spencer more than everybody else? Because when they all woke up in the morning and Allison was gone, she was already also gone looking for Allison, quote unquote. Why does no, why, like they suspect all four of them equally, but by far the most like uh like plausible suspect is spencer who was gone for an hour looking for allison before the other three woke up yes but they never mention that it's just in the beginning when she's like allie's gone i've been looking for her where you been what are you doing (laughs) yeah i agree and then my, my my last note is and it's one that i think i've put in every single episode which is the girl's favorite joke is essentially boils down to this. Spencer is so smart, hardworking and driven. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> like they just make fun <laughs> of her so much for working hard and trying to be the best, <laughs> which is yeah, so, which I, is such a high school thing. 
it's true because like when you when it boils down to who's going to be like the most successful after high school it's it's going to be spencer it's not even close yeah and i love that that's like their their other three are like oh haha you idiot why would you try this hard nobody tries that hard look at us we're hot and spencer's like what stupid girls i know so i would say on a rating scale of you know a to f i think that the pilot episode deserves a a, an a okay sure (laughs) spoiler alert i'm gonna rate every episode an a yeah i was gonna say it has (laughs) to be an a (laughs) it's just the way it is man i just there's there's no way there's I actually, I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't do it more often, but there's, I've written a couple like a jokes throughout the, throughout the, Me too. Me the too. reviews from just like, oh, deserves an A. <laughs> yeah. And there you listeners will get to the point where if you are following along with us, A starts to do just some absolutely absurd things. You haven't seen A, yeah, yes you have. You, they got the text at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's all you've seen of A so far. You just wait. You're in for one hell of a ride. So true. So uh, that was episode one review uh, yeah. for the A team. Uh, so uh, you stay pretty out there, you little liars, and don't ever forget we've got your back, bitches. That's right. All right, we'll see you in episode two. The right. Jenna, the Jenna thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I should preface by the way. In episode zero, I said Toby was in the pilot. He isn't. It's somebody that's helping Jenna to her seat. I thought it was Toby. It's not. I meant to go back. So after you said that, I meant to look at the credits to see if that person was credited as Toby. But it's not because you'll figure it. You know, you figure out later that he hasn't returned yet. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyways, like we said, we got your back, bitches. Psh, boy. See you next episode. See you. <laughs>